Welcome to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Easton, where we're building your tomorrow. Powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Fellowship Financial. Be prepared to hear ideas, concepts, and strategies that may challenge the way you were taught to think about saving and investing for retirement. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to it. Now, here's this week's Retirement Income Show, where we're building your tomorrow with your host, Michael Easton. Hey everyone, I'm Michael Easton, and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Income Show. Thanks so much for being here. On today's program, we're going to talk about something that I get asked about quite often, and that is emergency funds. I found that there's a lot of confusion about what an emergency fund is, how much you should have, and even is it necessary? And I find that most people agree that having an emergency fund is a good thing. It's necessary. But how do you know if you have enough or even what qualifies as an emergency? To start off with, I want to share a conversation that I recently had with a listener. She had over $200,000 in her bank account, basically earning zero. You know what the rates are. Today. In fact, she's had that money sitting there for 10 years. And I asked her, why so much? And her response was, it was her emergency fund. Now, I got to tell you, that is not the first time I've had a conversation like that. But my response is always the same. And that is, when was the last time you had a situation where you needed to access 10,000? $20,000, $200,000 within 24 hours. Now, the funny thing is the answer is always the same. And I'd ask that same question to all of you. And I'm sure the answer will be the same for you. You know what it is? Never, never. Think about it for a second. Even if you had a major situation where you needed cash quick, In most cases, you could simply put it on a credit card and you'd have 30 days to figure out where the funds are ultimately going to come from to pay for it, right? I mean, it can be very subjective at times and there are reasons for that. But I want to give you some clarity on emergency funds, on what an emergency fund is. And that's why we're going to dive into it on today's episode of the Retirement Income Show. And the first thing to consider is this. Look, we all hear that cash is king, right? But is that always true? Think about it for a second. In the case of an quote-unquote overfunded emergency fund, that is not the case. Think about the cost of cash. Yes, there really is a cost. And it's called inflation. And it can be a silent killer over time. In fact, you're probably really feeling the pinch right now with inflation running hot at nearly 9%. But if you take an average historical inflation rate, like say 4%, and you have $200,000, that means that in a year, your buying power is reduced by $8,000. So for example, you could spend $200,000 today and get $200,000 worth of stuff Or you could wait a year and that $200,000 is only going to buy $192,000 worth of stuff. 
it truly costs $8,000 a year. And in the case of the caller I mentioned above, she's had it sitting there for 10 years. It's cost her over $80,000 worth of buying power. So think about it this way. Your bank calls you up and says that they're going to start charging a small fee for your account, just $670 a month to keep that account open with them. That's $8,000 a year. You're not going to leave that account there, are you? You're going to move it. But that's exactly what inflation is doing and maybe letting it happen to you if you have too much cash in your emergency fund. So that's what I mean by the cost of cash. I mean, interest rates are still historically ridiculously low. And as a result, you can't earn that money. You can't cover inflation. And I want to help make sure that your emergency fund is right size. So to that end, we're offering a free emergency fund financial plan analysis. And if you want to set that up, just call Fellowship Financial today at 844-308-4861. Again, 844-308-4861 or go to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. We'll boost your confidence that you can stay on track to that safe retirement. And as a CPA, personal financial specialist, we take our fiduciary obligation very seriously as we create a financial plan that supports your goals. So call to schedule your free emergency fund financial planning analysis at 844-308-4861. Again, 844-308-4861. And if you just jumped into the program, welcome. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial, and this is the Retirement Income Show. Today, we are addressing emergency funds We're clearing up the confusion around them. So thanks so much for sticking with us. Now, don't get me wrong, all right? I am a firm believer in having an emergency fund. The cost of an emergency fund is the cost of having both safety and liquidity at the same time. But having too much is where the problem comes in. I mean, $80,000 over 10 years, like I talked about earlier, that's a big cost And it's money that you're not going to be able to spend in your retirement. Now, let's also talk about what an emergency fund is not. This is very important. Once we do that, then we can address what it is and how much is needed. Now, an emergency fund is not for planned expenses like a new car or a vacation, a new house or things that you would normally save up for. In fact, I spoke with a teacher a few weeks ago. By the way, I'm giving a shout out to all the teachers because they're in the trenches every day shaping that next generation. In fact, they don't get paid for all the sacrifices they make. So thank you to all the teachers and administrators in the school system. But anyhow, I digress. That teacher only gets paid during the school year. So she told me that she's tapping her emergency fund for living expenses. And I helped her understand that there really needs to be a firewall between your emergency fund and living expenses. In fact, it's a good idea for a lot of people to have a separate account. That allows you to track what you have available for everyday living and then for other things. If you don't keep them separate, 
it is so easy to unintentionally tap into it when you shouldn't. Besides, what are you going to do when you have a real emergency? If you spent down that emergency fund, you see my point? It can be very dangerous to spend your emergency fund on living expenses because the fact is none of us really knows. Those emergencies come up at times where they're always least efficient. It's not a good time. I mean, when was the last time you had an emergency and it was a great time to have it? You know, those emergencies are unexpected types of things. And so if you break into or spend down your emergency fund to pay your electric bill or your grocery bill or to put gas in your car, which is one of those things that we're seeing quite a lot of today, right? And it's really disrupting people's lives. But at the same time, you know, you've got to make sure that if you're in a situation like that teacher where she only gets paid during the school year, you got to create another bucket for living expenses over the summer. And like I said a minute ago, keeping those dollars separate is a safe way to do it because you'll see that account depleting and you'll also kind of feel the pressure or the pain if you're getting too close to that red zone, if you will, where you may run out of money. So be very careful here. So glad you're here today. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. Thanks for joining us on today's edition of the Retirement Income Show. And on today's program, we're talking about emergency funds, what it is, what it is not, how much is enough. And if you just joined in, you missed any of the program, you can get caught up easily after the show by going to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Just click on the radio show tab to replay any of our archived chapters of the Retirement Income Show whenever you want. We talked about the cost of an emergency fund. We gave a recent, not so unusual example of how a $200,000 emergency fund cost one listener $80,000 over the last 10 years. And then we also discussed what an emergency fund is not. It is not for living expenses. It's not for other planned expenses like a new car or vacation or a house. And those are the things that it's not. Now let's dive into what an emergency fund is. All right, drum roll, please. I'm going to reveal it. An emergency fund is for emergencies. That's right, emergencies. Things that catch you off guard. It's the surprises in life. That's why it's so important to plan for an emergency fund. It's important to ask yourself the same question I asked earlier in the show. When have you ever had a situation when you had to come up with $10,000 or $20,000 overnight? The answer is probably never. And that's a great starting point for this part of the discussion. Remember, in most cases, if you needed cash overnight, you needed it fast, you could use a credit card. And that would give you 30 days to get the funds to pay for that expense. And you wouldn't incur any interest charges. Maybe you've got a home equity line of credit. You could use that. You're going to incur some interest charges, but it won't be that much over a 30-day period of time. And then you figure out where the funds are going to come from. It's much more than that, though. The emergency fund is for times when maybe you've had a job loss. And you need funds to cover unexpected medical costs like a dental bill or a car repair, or you've got a roof leak that isn't covered by insurance, things like that. 
And not only that, but when you're planning for an emergency fund, you also need to consider that those types of things are going to change in different seasons in life. And just like I talked about so often on the Retirement Income Show, your investment strategy could have a lot to do with your emergency fund. Your investment strategy needs to change depending on whether you're in the accumulation phase of life or you're in the distribution phase of life in retirement or approaching retirement. Investing for growth versus income. Well, guess what? The same is true with respect to your emergency fund. If you're in the accumulation phase of life, you're working. You're dependent more on your salary, for example. And the emergency fund needs to be larger in those cases. And that's generally the case. But in the distribution phase, things change. And you may be able to revisit what your emergency fund is and the amount that helps you to sleep well at night. And that's another important point. You've got to have a level of personal comfort with your investment allocation and your ability to access cash that's both safe and liquid. To get a good handle on the right emergency fund for you, take a simple step right now and call Fellowship Financial at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. Take advantage of our free emergency fund financial planning analysis to help you get the emergency fund that's right for you. I call it right-sizing that emergency fund. That's another way that we serve our listeners and we serve our clients at Fellowship Financial, helping to build your tomorrow. Reach out now by calling at 844-308-4861 or go online to fellowshipfinancial.com. Well, I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. This is the Retirement Income Show. And if you just joined us or you're new to the show, thanks for being with us on today's program. Today, we're talking about emergency fund money so that we can clear the air and help you get it right. And to our loyal listeners who absolutely love this program, why not tell a friend or a family member about the Retirement Income Show? It's very easy to get them connected by pointing them to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com and click on the radio show tab. Well, how much of an emergency fund do I really need? As I mentioned a moment ago, this is going to depend on your phase of life. It's going to depend on things like other assets that you have, things like that. Remember, when you're working, you're relying on your salary to pay your bills. You'll probably need more in your emergency fund. And a good rule of thumb is somewhere between three and six months worth of living expenses in case you lose your job. And you need something to bridge the gap between jobs. Now, if you're working in a very stable industry or you have a very stable job, look, you may be able to err on the lower side, like having three months. But the flip side may be true if your job is less reliable or your industry is not quite as stable or maybe your business is seasonal you may want to build a better insurance policy with six months or more. I've seen arguments for having a one-year emergency fund, but that's really what an emergency fund is. It's a self-funded insurance policy to protect from the unexpected. If your income comes in large chunks, 
You may want to have a year's worth of living expenses just to make sure that your situation is covered. It all depends. However, in retirement, guess what? You don't have salary from a job. So you're not so much dependent on that aspect and it should be much more predictable. So your emergency fund needs to be looked at a little bit differently. In fact, you have income like social security, a pension, etc. So calculating an emergency fund based on the number of months of living expenses isn't really the same. If you have your assets allocated properly, of course, that's the key because you need to have predictable income from all sources. In that case, you know, when you're retired, you really just need to focus on the unexpected expenses like the out-of-pocket home expenses that you were not prepared for or an auto repair that is not covered by insurance or a medical issue that isn't covered by insurance. A lot of people don't have dental coverage or eye coverage. Those types of things need to be out of pocket. This allows you to keep that emergency fund to a minimum so that more of your money can be put to work. But remember, your emergency fund needs to be safe and liquid. So you've got to realize that you're not going to make that much money on that money. In fact, that's why I said at the outset of this program, it can be the most expensive part of your portfolio, but it is necessary because you just never know. And like Edna Mode, that famous actress from The Incredibles says, luck favors the prepared. So you need to be prepared. And that's what the emergency fund puts, sets you up for, for those unexpected expenses. I want to make sure that you've got that emergency fund, not only in your mind, right, but it's not a one size fits all type of thing. There's that element of sleep factor. How much cash do you want to be able to access in the event of an emergency that will help you to sleep comfortably at night as well? So don't confuse an emergency fund with savings. That mistake can cost you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over time. You got to understand the emergency fund is an insurance policy for when you have unexpected expenses. And finally, you need an, what you need in an emergency fund really depends on your personal circumstances and the phase of life that you're in. The rule of thumb is not etched in stone here. Cash resources over and above emergency funds should be working for you in some way. You don't need lazy assets. Right-sizing your emergency fund in your financial plan can create more confidence that you'll achieve the retirement you dream of and deserve. Well, thanks so much for being with us. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group, and unfortunately, we are out of time with this episode. Make it an amazing week with the ones you love. And remember, we'll be back next week with more of the Retirement Income Show. That's all the time we have for today. To speak with Michael Eastham off the air, call 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. And for more information about Fellowship Financial, visit us online at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Retirement Income Show. 
The opinions expressed on this radio show are based upon information considered reliable, though it should not be relied upon as such. Information presented is for educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume any discussions or information presented serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Advisory services offered through Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Fellowship Financial and Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, are affiliated entities. 